Aaron, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you, sir. I have uh, two questions on the same thing in regards that uh, I'm looking at trying to buy some land in the uh, Fort Bend area uh, uh-huh. with a veterans loan grant. And I was wanting to build my house on there by hand. Uh, I was wondering if it was cheaper to do it that way. And knowing the uh, ground type around here, would it be better to put it on pylons or uh, blocks instead of actually a slab? Well, the first thing you would do is have the soil tested. In, in other words, a geotech company will come out and drill down a boring, test the soil, and they'll tell you what type of foundation would be best suited for that soil. And that is okay. the absolute best way to do it. Now, as far as building it yourself, um, are you going to be paying cash for this as you go, or are you going to finance the construction cost? I was intending to pay cash for it as I go. Perfect. Then, um, because the financing for a build-it-yourself type situation can be tough. Uh, you build it does have some some uh, financing available to to help it that way but uh you know if you're going to pay cash as you go that is absolutely the best way to do it uh so find your land get the soils borings done and and uh, build according to that then okay Uh, thank you very much you bet aaron take care and uh you know that that's regardless of where you're wanting to build that is the thing to always do is have those soils soils tests done Ken in Umble, how can I help you? Um, I've got a 18-year-old engineered floor in my house, and I damaged one of the planks. I got a hole in it, and I don't have any replacement uh, planks long enough to replace the whole plank. So I was thinking about looking at uh, just filling the hole in with this Armstrong acrylic wood filler, which is made for uh, flooring. And uh-huh. I was wondering what your opinion on that is. Well, as long as you can get the color to somewhat match, you should be okay with it. Are you, are you married? Yeah. I think the wife wants a new rug to put over the top of it there. Well, it's right in the middle of the kitchen floor. So. Oh, you did the kitchen floor. <laughs> it, you shouldn't have done that. It's highly visible. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the, I mean... The, that repair actually would hold up fine. That won't be the issue. It's just a matter of can you get it color-wise to match where it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Okay. Uh, do you have any uh, tips on actually putting that acrylic in there and just level it out with a with a uh, like I would some plaster on the wall? Uh, pretty much. Use a plastic uh, tool though instead of metal. Okay, that's what uh, I- it, it'll do a better job. And the other, tr- the only other tip I'll give you is you may want to, you probably won't get a color that's t- that is, that's a straight match, and you may want to take two different colors and blend them in order to get closer on the color, because you know that comes in different colors, and uh, that's the only tips I could give you on that. John, yeah, this is Jim. How can I help you? Jim, uh, thank you for taking my call. Are you familiar with uh, retaining walls? I am. Great. I have a retaining wall in front of my house. We lifted the house up because there was a lot of water that went through the property, and so we put it a, a foot above the ground. And, and the, the wall is basically about four foot high. How many? About four foot above. Okay. Okay. So it's beginning to lean, I would say, about five degrees. 
Okay. Uh, started leaning last summer after those heavy rains that we got. And what is this wall made years. out of? It was good for 10 years, but then all of a sudden it, it's leaning a little bit, and I want to stop that. And what I'm thinking about is putting in some 6 by 6s with some bracing to go back to the wall to hold it in place. What What is the wall made out of? It's like a bulkhead. It's uh, six by sixes, and it's got wood running in between the six by sixes. Uh, the six by sixes are basically about five feet apart. Okay. And behind the wood, did you put gravel? Uh, just plain dirt. Okay. That's why it's pushing. When we started getting all the rains, the soil got so saturated, it becomes extremely heavy and expands, and it will start pushing a retaining wall over. Uh, really, if you want to fix it permanently, what you would have to do is dig on the back side of that retaining wall, pull the dirt okay. out, and put gravel in there in order to act as a drain system. How far down should I go with the gravel? Take it down to the base of the wall. Okay. So, so, the, so that the... Because you don't want you know water building up on the bottom and, and not at the top. And literally what you're looking at doing is putting a French drain behind the wall. And that would solve your problem. And Dennis, welcome to KTRH. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Um, we recently went through a remodel, and in the course of the remodel, we put down RAM board to protect the hardwood floors. We had put down that blue painter's tape. And the RAM board stayed down for probably a month and a half. We were doing pretty extensive renovations. When we pulled up the ram board, the tape pulled the finish off of the hardwood floors. So I've got a series of about 12 strikes hmm. on my hardwood floors where it pulled just the top veneer off. It didn't damage the wood or anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out uh, what is a simple process for fixing the patches or am I tied into having to refinish all the floors? Well, unfortunately, there is no simple fix for that. Because if the finish pulled up, and the only way to match typically the old finish is, uh, you know, to, to redo the whole thing. Okay. So it, even though it's just merely the veneer that came up, it didn't. The wood isn't discolored. It's the same color. It's just the, uh, what is it, polyurethane that's on right. the, the protective surface. Yeah, I mean, you can try to match it, but even those a lot of times have some tints to them, okay. and it'll have a different sheen on it. You know, diff it, it just doesn't match in. Like okay. you, it'll stick out like a sore thumb. It does now. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you very much for the advice. All righty. Sorry about that. Hey, it just happens sometimes. Yep. Take care. Take care. Roy, this is Jim. How are you doing? Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for taking my call. It's the first time I had a chance to uh, make a call to you. I've got a matter uh, regarding a uh, lot of overflow rain coming off of a neighbor's house. I didn't have this problem until starting last summer. I had new gutter and downspouts and drainage <clears throat> away from my side of the house and with diverters and flex lines attached to my downspouts. Uh -huh. uh, neighbor next door has a son who's taken countermeasures of elevating their downspouts up two feet in height, 
three to four foot extensions where some water's been pouring into my side of the yard and uh, flooding my side of the yard where it's nearly impossible. Uh, I've tried attempting building up the area with additional topsoil dirt to create a berm and barrier. That did not stop it. Uh, with the last recent heavy rain, the only solution I could possibly think is adding a French drain uh, with basin buckets and uh, with pop-up heads. Is there any other alternative solution? I'm assuming you guys are, what, five or ten foot apart from each other? Yes, sir. Okay. Truthfully, the best solution for both of you would be if you got together and put one line that goes out to the road that you can tie all the gutters from both houses into. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I've got, I, I measured it, it's 55 feet on the side of the house where uh -huh. I've got two downspouts, uh, one at the, the backside portion of the house and the second one's at the, the front side. If uh, I ran a, a fresh drain with drainage buckets, uh, in that facility, who could quite possibly in the area uh, do this work uh, reasonably and do a good job? And you know, you're well, you're the expert in this field, I'm sure. Well, first, let's let's be real clear. Strains are perforated pipes that are underground with gravel around them. Mm -hmm. that, that's really not what you need. Not the PVC yeah. type. Well, what with you need is... Them, like you see at Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah, you don't need that. Okay. Because you never want to tie gutter downspouts into a perforated pipe. That It always wants to be a solid pipe that you run that through, because otherwise you're injecting water into the soil. You're doing just okay. the opposite of what you want to do. Okay. So, uh, yeah, what you're looking for is, is going to be a solid pipe and possibly even surface drains, catch basins to catch any surface water, but bring those downspouts and tie them into a solid pipe. And if you've got two on your house, I'm assuming they have at least two on their house that would need to be tied in. You're probably looking at a six-inch pipe instead of four-inch. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not getting any cooperation from them next door. And uh, the other alternative is, is I've addressed this by letter uh, to the neighbor. And uh city of Dallas, they have a, a code ordinance. Right. Uh, which this is a lot-to-lot lot violation, you know. And yeah, you can't I'm push just, your water over to the neighbor's house. Exactly right. And I'm, I'm just looking for any reasonable or viable means without conflict with them next door. And the well, solution I could seek is, is a possible French drain. Yeah. Well, again, a French drain is for subsurface water, not surface water. And you're dealing with surface water. So yeah, I'm I think dealing with surface water. That's right. Yeah. So I think what would be better is, again, tie yours then. If you can't get them to cooperate and put tie theirs into the a pipe, go ahead and tie yours into a pipe, but also have surface drains there to capture the water that's coming off of theirs and run okay. it out that way. Gotcha. And who would be best qualified to do that in the Dallas area? Well, obviously uh, drainage companies can do it. Um, a lot of foundation companies do it. Landscapers do it. My company, Due West, does it. Due um, West. Yeah, I heard yeah. they've got a very good reputation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, if you want to give up, 972-406-0912. We'd be happy to take a look at it and 
you know, tell you what we think it needs and what it'll take to do it. Okay, certainly. I appreciate your advice. I really do. You know, I said, well, let me turn to you. I've listened to your program uh, on Saturday sometimes. I said, you would probably be uh, the expert within this, this field in this area. So, Well, it's a bigger problem than a lot of people realize in pushing water back and forth and and ease it with soil is not a good way to do it. I'm going to tell you, I was out at a house yesterday uh, that's a zero lot line house, and they'd been pushing. I've been out to this house three times now over the last five years, and they've been pushing the water back and forth, and the one side has started raising the soil. Well, they got the soil up higher than the brick line now on their neighbor's house. You don't want to do that. Go, and water's going into the house now. Uh, see, I've got a pier and beam home. Yeah. And uh, whenever you have uh, heavy rains like this, because of the situation, I've had to put a submersible pump. I dig yep. a hole on the side of the house and pump the water out. So it doesn't damage or cause wood rot. Exactly, yeah. Beneath the give us, give us a call, and we'll come out and take a look at it for you. I certainly appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Roy, you take care. Good day. Let's head to Denton and Molly. Welcome to WBAP. We're the, um, we have a wood floor, and um, it's a oak, red oak. And where the door has opened and closed and opened and closed, um, it's totally worn away the uh, poly uh, top and the stain. And uh-huh. so I went in, and it was also dirty, so I went in and used bleach and got it looking really nice again. I mean, as far as it's not black anymore uh but i'm wondering is it possible to go get a little bit of that stain and then just kind of make it look better underneath the door or do we have to have the whole darn floor redone it is next to impossible to match a single area like that in redoing a floor gotcha um yeah you you typically have to redo the whole thing in order to make it match now, so since you you've do, got this door that opens, and, I'm sorry. There's a thing called screen mm-hmm. where they don't sand it all the way down. Is that right? Would that be done? No, because what oh. you're telling me is you're already down to the bare wood in that one area. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. As screening, what it does is just takes the, a thin surface off the the top of the floor. But okay. your your coloring and finish is all there still. Gotcha. And you and you've gone beyond that. Now yeah. I tell you what you may want to consider looking at as as more of a permanent fix, since it's right there at a door. What I've always done when I've got wood floors at a door is use tile in a in a small section right there at the door to avoid that from happening. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and that way you yeah. don't have to take out the whole floor, but you can cut out just a section, whether you want to have it in a in a curve or squared off or however you want to do it. But uh, you can have just a small section there of tile so that, you know, the moisture and stuff like that doesn't affect the wood floor. Interesting. Awesome. Okay. One last question. Where can you get um, nice doors that are solid, not in interior doors? Because there's a very limited availability at the box stores. Yes, there is. And, you know, this is going to sound funny, but the best selection of solid doors like that that I've seen, and they're not any cheaper than any place else, but Seconds and Surplus <gasps> carries a okay. huge selection of solid doors. Gotcha. 
Okay, I'll try it. Thank you so much for all you do. You bet. Thank you. Nancy, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hello, Jim. I am looking at buying a condo, and I had the inspection done, and the inspector's report pointed out a horizontal crack uh, above the um, double door, like a French door, patio door. Uh Well, this is a brick building, 1965, and it's three stories, and he said that if I really wanted to find out more about it, I could get my own structural engineering report. But I asked around, and it seems like in a condo that that's not the usual thing that a buyer would do is get their own report because the HOA would cover um, any foundation problems that would be assessed at some point in the future. So my question is, what should I think about uh, cracks on my inside walls, in particular, a horizontal crack that may be about, I don't know, 36 inches long. And is it following a sheetrock joint? You know, I don't know. Or is it diagonal off above? Is it going kind of catty-cornered off the door, or is it just straight across? It's straight across right above. It's not in a corner. It's just right above, if you can picture a double door, right above it. Okay, I wouldn't lose an ounce of sleep over it. Great. Okay. Now, an inspector, they're gonna they they got to list everything because they're they're concerned with their liability and you know being sued if something happens down the road. But in in general, a a straight line like that is not an indication of foundation movement. Now there could have been a little sag in the header or something like that. Nothing to get concerned about. And you are correct. Typically in a condo association, they're responsible for all the maintenance of the foundations and exterior and roof and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, nothing I'd worry about. Okay. Well, that eases my mind. All righty. Nancy, good luck with that. All right. Thanks a lot. Larry and Carrollton, how can I help you today? Uh, yes, sir. I have a problem where... My hot water in the uh, kitchen, uh-huh. when I turn it on, it's, uh, if I put it in a clear glass, it looks like a white fog or something, like creamy. Yes. It settles down. But in the uh, bathroom, it doesn't have that problem. Well, typically, is that, one, is that particular spot closer to the hot water heater? Oh, yes, sir, it is. It's yeah. only about 10 feet away, something yep. like that. Normally, what that is is nothing more than air that's mixed into the hot water, and that's the reason it dissipates and you don't see any re- uh, residue from it. Is there anything I can do? There's really nothing you need to do because, like I said, it's it's just air that gets mixed into the water. That's nothing more than little air bubbles, uh-huh. and so they just dissipate on their own. Oh, I thought it was something bad, what, some chemical or... No, nothing, nothing to worry about. Oh, that sounds great. I listen to you so all the time. I really appreciate your help. You bet, Larry. Take care and have a great weekend. And again, our number, 214-787-1080. And, you know, and that, that's one of the things we have to understand is, and I knew by asking, was it close to the water heater? Because uh, the closer it is to the water heater, the more that you're going to get. As the water travels through the pipe, it dissipates on its own. You know, 
because of all the storm damage we've been having this year, I want to reiterate something that, that I've been talking about. If you're having your roof replaced, that's great. But if it's not leaking at this time, let the roofers deal with the roofs that have severe damage and, and are leaking and stuff. Don't get in too big a hurry to have your roof replaced. Remember, the storm time is not over yet. And there are some homes, they got they jumped off too quick, replaced their roofs, and now they got damage a second time. When you file your insurance claim, and, it, and they do all their stuff and all that, you've got a year to replace that roof. You don't have to get in too big a hurry to get this done. So again, let the local contractors do, do with don't be using the fly-by-nights. Don't be using the guys coming in from out of town. Use your local contractors. Now, obviously, I'm going to recommend, you know, Arrington Roofing at this point. But um, what, I'm, what I really want you to do, though, is stick with your local guys mostly because if there is an issue, like we were just talking about on this sunroom roof, if there's an issue and they're from out of town, you know what they're going to tell you? Oh, we're no longer servicing that area. I cannot tell you how many times I get those phone calls after all the repairs are done. A year later, we start getting into some rains and stuff, and, and some leaks pop up. And it's not that they necessarily did a bad job. It can happen. But if they're not in town to deal with it, you're still left holding the bag. Use your local contractors. Wait for them. You've got time. One of our biggest problems is we're always in too big a rush to get everything done. You know, one of the things I wanted to cover today is setting a fence post. And and really, whether it's a fence post or any other type of post, and what brought this up about was I got a porch swing, I guess you'd call it. But I'm not going to put it on the porch. We want to put it out in the yard. And so I'm debating whether to set the post or put it on a tripod-type stand and be able to move it around. But so often... When people are setting posts, they want to mix the concrete, pour wet concrete, and then you got to, you know, put your post in and wait for the concrete to dry before you can do anything. There is a better and easier way to do it. Take your sacrete bags, dig your hole, put your post into place, and then start dumping in some of the sacrete. Use the shovel handle upside down to pack it, and that will eliminate the need. You're, you're putting it in dry. The moisture in the soil will absorb into the concrete and set it up. There's no reason to have to put water. Now, if you want to dump some water on top of it, hey, that's fine. That just accelerates it a little bit. But by packing it in there, and do it in about 8-inch lifts. So you, you fill your hole you know, with a, a little bit of concrete, pack it with the shovel handle. Fill a little more concrete, pack it again with the shovel handle. What you're doing is packing that dry-mixed concrete around the post. And that holds it in place so you can start working immediately on the fence. Now, if you want to, you know, buy yourself some time, you know, tell the wife, hey, I set all the posts today. I'll start on the rest of it next week, whatever. Hey, that, that's your, your business. But if you really want to jump on the project and get it going and get it done, this is a quick and easy way to do it. And if you're setting up the post and you want to make sure it's level, I want you to buy four washers. Two pieces of string. Tie a washer on each piece of string. Tie the two strings together in the middle. Drape that over the post. 
with a washer hanging down on each side. And you can do this whether it's a round post or a square post, doesn't matter. The post is level when the washers are all touching the post. If a post is leaning, the washer goes off of the post. It's a quick and easy way to level a post up and you never have to have a level in your hand. Now, I had somebody uh, send me a message on Facebook this morning. They got three bushes that were 20 years old that they were trying to get out. And this happens to be somebody I know, and a relative, actually. Well, they were looking for the easy way to get them out. They couldn't get the roots to pull out. And I emailed them back that it sounds like they need to get a shovel, an axe, a hatchet, and put their two sons to work digging these things up. Yes, I believe in child labor. I think all kids ought to learn how to work from their parents, and there's no place better to learn about the facts of life than at home working on projects at the house. Far too often we are raising kids nowadays that really don't know how to take care of things on their own. And uh, you know, this is a great way for them to learn. And I saw other people posting on that, that, oh, I, I've hired so-and-so and done this and that. This is an easy do-it-yourself project, digging up those roots. Is it hard work? Absolutely. But that's how you learn. And, you know, my daughter is at uh, college now, and she always thought I was a little rough. I am. I'm a, I'm a little gruff with, with uh, kids and teaching them and stuff. And uh, she recently... And I say recently, like a month ago, came home for a little bit from college and she was saying, you know, I, I understand now. She said, I, I go to the, you know, with different students to different things and they can't do anything. She was at, over at a dorm room and they had nothing more than a simple doorknob problem and nobody knew how to fix it. And she had to explain to them how to do these things. The, the, these are things that everybody needs to learn. Whether you're male or female, there's no reason you can't learn to fix basic things around the house. Not everything needs to be handled with an ink pen. Anyways, that's just kid rearing according to Jim's world. What can I say? 